Hey, what's up? Thank you for tuning in to the Or Whatnot podcast, a super dope podcast that'll talk about any and everything or whatnot. I'm your host, Elle Breeze, and let's go ahead and get into this episode. All right, guys, this episode has been rough. Like, I don't think you understand. So let me tell you. This episode is on co-parenting. I had the opportunity to sit down with Erica Baldwin. She is the author of the co-parenting playbook. She is also hosting a virtual co-parenting boot camp starting on Monday, July the 6th. We talked about all things co-parenting and it was an amazing conversation. And It definitely brought hope to me, who is a single mom that does not have a good co-parenting relationship with her son's father. So if you're listening to this, you're either in a co-parenting situation, you know somebody that's in a co-parenting situation, and you may very well be discouraged because you don't have a co-parenting or a good co-parenting situation. And I really just want to encourage you. It is not an end-all, be-all that your situation may not look like what you want it to look like today. It is not an end-all, be-all that maybe you don't even have a co-parenting situation at all. It's not an end-all, be-all that your child's mother or father doesn't want to be in your amazing child's life. It's not. We serve a God that is a healer, a restorer, and beyond that, we serve a God that can do anything but fail. So if he can't fail at anything whatsoever, you don't think that he can restore the heart of a parent that just not getting it right right now? I mean, who's to say we always got it right? Not just as parents, but as people, because we didn't. But I'm going into this episode, like I said, it's hard. This is a hard episode because I've been divorced for eight years now. And like I said, I've never, ever, ever had a solid co-parenting situation with my son's dad. My ex-husband, like it just has never happened. And... I have been discouraged for so many years because all I want is for my son to have his father. Yes, he's got amazing men in his life. Shout out to the men that look after my baby, but it's not his father. I remember a couple years ago when I was having a really, really hard time. I want to say my ex-husband had contacted me for some reason And it just kind of really put me in a funk about co-parenting and parenting as a whole. And Erica cussed me clean out. I mean, I can't confirm nor deny if she really said a cuss word, but she definitely got in my tail. (laughs) And we ended up, what started out as a cuss out, ended in a conversation that I can honestly say changed my life. It changed my thought processes. It changed my view on co-parenting. 
And I remember in that conversation, Erica told me, Lauren, I don't always get it right, but I'm always going to try my best for my kids. And it was like, at the end of the day, I can't do anything but try my best for my son. And so as a parent, that's all I can encourage you to do is try your best for your kids. Co-parenting, if it's done right, is an amazing thing. I I can only imagine that if you're listening to this, you either want to do better, you need a little help, you need a little push. And guess what? Erica's going to bring that to you. She's dropped nuggets in this episode that like will blow your mind, really. But even for the single mom or single dad that does not see the light at the end of the tunnel, let me encourage you to change your heart's posture towards the other parent. You know, the word of God tells us that God will replace our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. Our heart literally can change the narrative of our lives. So if you're in a situation and you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, I challenge you to change your heart towards that person. Y'all, we can pray for our child's father or mother. And as we begin to pray for them, our heart has to shift because you can't pray to an almighty God, all-knowing God, with a bitter heart towards a person. He will change your heart. And as he begins to change your heart, he'll probably begin to reveal things to you for you to pray for it so that you can have just a little bit more clarity as to why they're falling short or why they're not picking up the slack. And as God begins to put those things on your heart, you don't have to call them out on it. Just pray for them. Really, and for any woman that is having a hard time with this co-parenting thing, I know without a shadow of a doubt that God is going to send you a husband with the Joseph anointing that is not only going to raise your amazing child, but it's also going to nurture his or her gifts. So don't get discouraged if your son or daughter's father isn't in their life right now. Allow God to continue to protect them, but be open for God to open a door as well. But also remember that God is going to send you somebody that's going to love the literal hell out of your children. And so if I can just encourage you before this episode, be open to co-parenting, regardless of what it looks like right now. You may not see the light at the end of the tunnel, but guess what? It's there. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm so excited about this episode with Erica. I'm so excited that y'all get to get a taste of her co-parenting playbook. And you can join her boot camp, y'all. You can join her boot camp every Monday in July. And if you register at enbaldwin.com, You can use the code Lauren50 and you'll get 50% off. So take advantage of this, y'all. This episode is thebomb.com. So let's get into it. Well, as Ms. Lauren said, my name is Erica M. Baldwin. I am a mother of three and I am also the author of the Co-Parenting Playbook. And I also own and operate a company called EMB Planning and Consulting, which offers like event planning, administrative services, things of that sort. And before we get started, I did just want to say thank you to Lauren 
for this opportunity. Uh, co-parenting, <laughs> co-parenting is something that is, for lack of a better word, near and dear to my heart. I think that it is not talked about enough. So I appreciate Lauren for this opportunity. You are more than welcome, Gideon. So co-parenting is not talked about enough. So what is your definition of co-parenting and what does that look like to you? My definition of co-parenting, it would always be two biological parents, you know, working together to make sure that their child or in some cases their children are healthy, happy, and most importantly, um, well taken care of. And that's not, you know, exempt from finances. As far as what co-parenting looks like to me, amazing. I think that sometimes we see our counterparts doing it and we don't think that it's possible for us, us being a majority of black people. I think that anytime a child can look around and see his or her parents getting along, communicating, spending time together with the children as well, I just think that it's amazing. I think that maybe our culture or society has caused us to think that because we aren't married to our, you know, our co-parenting partner, that our children don't deserve the same experiences that children that do have married parents get. And just for an example, you know, my child plays sports. To him, he's able to look over and see his mom and dad standing beside each other cheering just like the next child is. Uh, We always talk about how we want to give our children the same experiences. Those small things make a difference as well. You, You shouldn't have to have mommy on one side, daddy on the other. And then the kid is losing focus or whatever. I think it's something just as small as that, even being showing a united front with sports or anything else that your child is doing. They, I just feel like children need both parents. You know that I don't have a co-parenting relationship with my son's father mm-hmm. at all. And so when I purchased yes. your book, I was like, well, maybe, you know, this could help um, you know, even change the narrative of my situation. And so mm-hmm. um, you wrote this co-parenting playbook. So how did that come about? The way the co-parenting playbook came about is actually a really funny story. One of the sports moms that I'm around a lot, uh, she was actually commending me on the way that my my kid's father and I interact with each other. Mm-hmm. And she made the comment of, oh, you guys should write a book. And I was like, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> in my head, like, you see what we put out there for you to see. Mm-hmm. You don't see what goes on behind the scenes to making this work. And then it was like, okay, well, they may not see how you make it work, but if you tell them, then you could be a help to more people versus just letting them see something and not seeing how you all got to that point. So it really started off as a joke from her, just saying like, hey, you guys should write a book. And Mm -hmm. then you couple that with when you're going through a co-parenting relationship or anything else, of course, you know, it's not biblical, so you're not going to find no scripture for it. So when you start to look for books, I'm not going to say that they weren't helpful. You know, whatever helps you, helps Mm -hmm. you. But even just some of the titles of the books weren't what you would expect for them to be. It's like co-parenting with a toxic ex. Well, what if your ex not toxic? Or, you know, it just, it wasn't a positive experience for me. So that also led me to think, well, if you want a positive experience and you want to be able to show people how to ultimately do it because there's a lot of talk about co-parenting, but it's not really telling you how to effectively do it. So mm-hmm. I figured why not create my own? And that's how the co-parenting playbook came about. And sports related was because it was when I was ex at a game. Gotcha. So I think that your book is very practical. It's just like very clear and it's very Erica. Straightforward, straight to the point. 
Like it is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. Let's get it done. So Let's um, get it done. in your book, there are three sections. You've got making the team, game time, and the press conference. So let's dive into each one of those real quick. All right. Making the team. Help us understand the process of making the team. Um, well, you know, making the team is exactly, you know, like you said, straight to the point. It is exactly what it says. You didn't just become a co-parent yesterday. You know, it's something that led up to it. So if you were in a relationship with your child's father and y'all decided to end their relationship or it was a situationship or however. So to me, making the team was, you know, me talking about the situations that I had to overcome in order to arrive at a place to where I was even open to co-parenting. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what making the team is. It's gonna, it doesn't sound cute because this process is not cute. And so when we do, I say we like we got a team, I'm just speaking into existence. When we go and we do these conferences, like the first part that we that we discuss or that we do is making the team. And what that means is you have to unpack hurt, rejection, past ill feelings towards your co-parent, whatever it's going to take for you all to establish a foundation to move forward. That's how you make the team. The same way you try out for a basketball team, you don't just show up to a basketball practice and like, hey, I want to try out for your team. Something made you arrive at that decision. You had to put mm-hmm. in work before you get on that team. And they're not just going to allow you to start. You put in work. So that's making the team all the work that you need to do to get on this co-parenting team. And it's lit over here. <laughs> all right. So game time. You've got seven plays in your book. So which do you find to be the most important to making the co-parenting work? Well, first, let me say this. All seven plays are important. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're going back to the sports theme thing. If you've ever played sports, you know that there's there's no team that just has one play, right? right? You take all those plays, you put them together, you mix them up for each game. And at some point, these plays come together and your team wins the game. So if I had to pick one play, I'm definitely going to – I have top, top two. The first one is establishing schedules, and the mm-hmm. second one is finances. But if mm-hmm. I had to pick one – I'm always going to say establishing schedules. And the reason that I say that is because time with both parents is always going to be more effective for the child, which is the most important thing here, than finances. Because let's be honest, I can go out and buy my child anything that he asks me for. It might take me a while. You know, I might have to save up for it, but I can never give my child the love of his father. I can never feel that void for my child. And I have a person that wants to spend time with my child and wants to be around my child. I'm always going to pick that over finances. My top play is establishing schedules. Finances being a really close second. All right. So um, the third portion of your book is the press conference. Single moms versus being a mom that's single. I feel like my view on the single mom versus mom that is single is considered to be like so outrageous to everybody. But before I even start with the discussion, I just think that it's important to like break down why I view it like maybe the way that I do and then mm-hmm. it'll be able to understand because my my point is is never to offend anybody mm-hmm. but I feel like when when you get into this discussion like people always get offended mm-hmm. and it's like I'm not doubting that single mothers exist mm-hmm. it is very 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 common that black women 
are single mothers. Mm-hmm. I also think that it is very common that black women or women of color also tend to use the term to uphold this strong front. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm not saying single mothers do not exist. I am very well aware that they do. Mm-hmm. However, I think that sometimes we combine our relationship status with our parenting status. Mm-hmm. Just because you are single, as in not in a relationship, does not make you a single mother. If you are a mother, I'll just use myself for an example. It would not be correct for me to say that I am a single mother mm-hmm. because I do not parent my children alone. Mm-hmm. They have a father who is very active financially and a father who is very active physically. I am what? a mother who is single, mm-hmm. but I am not a single mother. So your relationship status and your parenting status are not to be combined together. Right. In my opinion. That, that's my well. opinion. <laughs> no, that's my that's actually my, my opinion, opinion as well. Yeah. Um, because our parenting situations are completely mm-hmm. different. You know, it has always been my desire for my son to have a great relationship with his father, regardless of our relationship and our marriage failing. I've always wanted that for him, but it just hasn't happened like that. If there is anyone that I could con- that I would say is a single mother, just from being around you and seeing you with Braylon, I would definitely say that from my perspective, you would be a single mother. Like I've mm-hmm. never met Braylon's father. So mm-hmm. as a person who has known you for as long as I have, if there was a, you know, a situation there, you it would be, a, oh, Braylon's with his dad or I'm going to do this while Braylon's with his dad. So I get it where you're coming from. Yes, you would be a single mother. But there are mm-hmm. some who the father has the child the majority of the time and the mom is still saying, oh, I'm a single mother. Make it make sense to me because it doesn't. <laughs> but um. You know, I just when it comes to things like that, I think that I just view it um, differently. And I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not negating anyone else's feelings or or how they feel about the situation or the term. But for me, I am a mother who is single. Mm -hmm. It is broken down in the book as well. If this this conversation um, didn't make it clear, it is broken down a little bit more um, in the book. But when you're talking about the, the single mom versus the mom that is single, I also think it's important to talk about the labels with parenting across the board, even the the baby mom, baby dad. I'm a mother mm-hmm. of three children. Mm-hmm. I am not, uh, nor have I ever been, nor will I a ever mama. be yes. anybody's baby mama. I don't want to be addressed mm-hmm. as a baby mother, so I don't address them as a baby father. Just my preference. Uh, have I ever used the term? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also when you know better you do better you do so better. it's, it's mm-hmm. always a learning process yeah I've always hated that too just because like I mean there's such a negative connotation that goes with the term baby mama and baby daddy mm-hmm. and like even though Braylon's father is not in his life he's still Braylon's father not right. my baby daddy mm-hmm. he's my ex-husband not my baby daddy <laughs> like because there's right such a and that's your whole ex-husband absolutely whole right. ex-husband. <laughs> whole ex-husband yeah and I think it's important because even the way whether your kids are around or not even the way you speak of that person mm-hmm. 
can affect your co-parenting relationship because if you think that little of them, are you really going to be open to accept criticism from some point at this person? Are you even going to be open to having, you know, vulnerable conversations about where you are when you can or cannot do something financially with this person if you don't even respect them enough to call them by their name? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot plays into it. And again, this is not something that I've always known. These are things that I've just learned. You know, I've been a mom for 18 years. My oldest is 18. At 18, when I had her, was I calling him my baby father? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But again, when you when you grow and you learn, things change. And that's kind of the mentality you have to have when you're in a co-parenting relationship. You You'll be open to different seeing things differently you'll be open mm-hmm. to being more adaptive open to being more considerate of the other co-parents feelings for single parents like me that do not have a relationship with our child's mother or father and at the end of the day we can't connect with him or her what advice can you give us since it appears that co-parenting will never happen that is a fully loaded question so for you to say that it will never be an option my advice would be first to change your perspective because both as parents and as believers, we always operate in faith and forgiveness. That's number one. So what you speak is what you, is what you manifest. So if you continue to say that co-parenting will never be an option, no matter how much work you do, you're still putting that out there. So um, for one, I would say to let's, let's not say never. I'd also say uh, to continue to keep an open mind and, you know, everybody always says pray, pray, pray. But seriously, you would need to pray not only for your child, but for the restorative hand of God on the relationship between your child and the other parent, because Mm -hmm. a child is made up of of two people's DNA. Mm -hmm. It's yours and it's his. Mm -hmm. God forbid your child ever need a blood transfusion and it's not yours and it's his father's. You guys are always going to have to keep some type of communication, even for worst case scenarios. I would never speak anything ill over either one of my children's fathers. The sacrifice that it takes to do this, a lot of people probably don't understand or have or might think that they don't have it in them. It is a lot of dying, what what we call dying to yourself and being the bigger person. So for me. It's, it's more so an issue of, is it more important for me to be right or feel like I have the upper hand in situations? Or is it more important for me to always make sure that my kids are the best them that they can be? Again, whether that's whether that's mentally, whether that's emotionally, or whether it's physically. Mm-hmm. Children, you can pull up any kind of statistics you want to. You can pull up any kind of stats, numbers, whatever that you want to. Children are always going to be the, their best selves when they have two parents. It doesn't necessarily have to be two parents in the household. I know a lot of studies are going to compare it to two parents being in the household. But you cannot tell me that a young boy, and let's be honest, a young black boy that grows up with a father in his presence is not going to be more inclined to be successful, more emotionally stable, and more secure in himself Mm -hmm. than when he has access to a black man, his father. I'm co-parenting with a black man that was not raised by his father. So the things that that he does for our kids, he didn't have that growing up. So it's also about breaking these cycles. 
it's always going to be bigger than you. Yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, it's going to be difficult. Like mm-hmm. kids see mm-hmm. way more than you can ever tell them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell them, hey, your dad didn't do this. Your dad didn't do that. You don't, you don't have to tell them. They're going to see it. They don't need mm-hmm. you in their ear telling them. It, it hurts right. enough to mm-hmm. see it. They don't need to hear it, too. So um, I think that and they can come and talk to you about it. Like you definitely tell them the truth. You don't lie to them about anything that's going on, but you allow them to form their own views on the situation. Yeah. It's not for you to interfere. Like I said, they don't need you to tell them, hey, your daddy didn't do this. Your daddy didn't do that. Your daddy is this. Your daddy is that. Or your mama. Because let's be honest, some of these parenting Mm -hmm. situations nowadays, children, worse kids are starting to live with their dads. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be made worse by your personal feelings on the situation. So if you are unable, going back to your question, if you are unable to contact a person, a parent, go back to making the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the whole the beginning of the book what happened where was the breakdown between you two to where child or not you can't even hold a conversation because at one point you guys were everything to each other if you arrived mm-hmm. in a co-parenting situation you slept with this person you've seen this person naked and y'all don't have two words to say to each other Shut what out. happened maybe y'all well, didn't I- take all y'all clothes off <laughs> i don't know but well, I'll say this, like in my situation, I actually, let's see, I moved here in 2017. And so it had to be been in 2018 where my ex-husband actually apologized to me for all the hell that he put me through from 2008 till then. Mm-hmm. And like we were actually on, like we were in an okay place. Braylon actually spent some time with him. I was like, okay, great. And then it was all of a sudden nothing. And it was when we were at World Changers that his then fiance wrote me on Facebook talking trash about me. I never knew her, never knew anything about her or anything like that. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just co-parenting is hard. And for me, it's been an up and down battle. It's been a roller coaster. So do you have any advice um, that you would give to new parents that are starting the co-parenting journey? I do. But I just want to go back to a point that you made um, in your previous statement where you said that his now fiance um, contacted you. And I just wanted to say that that is it has its own chapter relationships (laughs) and outside influences. Let me tell you something. Co-parenting, like I said, is hard. Mm -hmm. It takes work. However, a co-parenting relationship, let's be clear, is between Mm -hmm. the parents of the child. So if you guys aren't in a healthy co-parenting relationship, then fiance, wife, whoever, it's not time for you to to voice your opinion because we Mm -hmm. still have things over here that we're working on and you're coming into a situation. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like, again, with making the team, when you come in and you're a walk-on, like you don't get to start in this game and just come at me you don't get to do that Mm -hmm. um but it's also on the other parent to make that clear because to me right now and I probably could say this coming from a standpoint of being single but to me our co-parenting relationship is 
more important to me than some than a third person's opinion. That third person could be my mama, his daddy, mm-hmm. his mama. One of my kids' fathers is married. Does she come in on certain conversations that we have? Yes, she does. Is that the person that I have to go to when we're making decisions? I'm not there yet. I ain't had no baby with you. Like I said, it is a work in progress. I'm not sitting here pretending to be perfect or pretending that I know everything co-parenting related. I'm giving what I can give through my book or any webinar that I do or any session that I do is where Mm -hmm. I am up until which point that I am. I think that if you know me as Lauren does, you know, like she said, um, I shoot straight to the point. I have welcomed her in to a lot more of the things that we do. But at the same time, like I said, I'm not fully there yet. It's not my responsibility to relay messages to her. Mm -hmm. Will I? Yes, I will. But if something comes up or if it's something between our children, I'm to communicate with the person that I have children with. Will Mm -hmm. that change later on? I'm not sure. Would I be open to it? Yes, because that's what you do when you're co-parenting. But I'm being honest and saying I'm not all the way there. Until then, I'm communicating and working with the person that I have a child with. So, so um, but to answer your question, and I think that does kind of answer the advice that I would give to new parents is, you know, just be flexible and and be patient because it is a work in progress. Like any relationship is going to take time. Like I said, you are still going to have issues. It's not to say that there are no arguments. Again, because I'm completely open and honest. What's today? Sunday. We just had an argument Thursday. Mm-hmm. it's still going to be times, but it's, it should never be a point where it's nothing that you all can't talk, talk through or work out or come out on the other side of it with either you seeing another perspective or him seeing another perspective. But at the end right. of the day, the decision that is made is what benefits your child. That's who we're keeping first. That's who we're keeping at the forefront. And also uh, I'll be giving a lot more of this uh, co-parenting advice uh, through a four week virtual boot camp that I'll be offering. It is focused on the book. So like with the class, you know, it will come with an e-copy of the book if you don't already have it. And again, that can be found, the book can be ordered from my website and you can also sign up for the class on the website. And that is enbaldwin.com. Shameless plug. Well, in closing, what is one thing that you would leave with every parent to help with co-parenting? Like your biggest takeaway? My biggest takeaway, it's always just pick one thing. It's never a pick one in co-parenting because it's not that easy. But if I had to pick one, I would just say that remembering that it's not about you, that every sacrifice or every decision that you make is with your child's future and their well-being at hand. Mm -hmm. So just it's not about you. Got it. All right, so you told us that we can register for your class at E-N Baldwin, B-A-L-D-W-I-N. That is correct. Yes. And how and else can they get the book? Can they get the it on Amazon there, or anything? Yes, the book is on Amazon. Now, if you go to the website, which is enbaldwin.com, then um, you can also order the book there, or you can find it on Amazon. Uh, with Amazon, you would have to find it by searching the title. And the title is The Co-Parenting Playbook. Well, thank you again so much, Erica, for joining me today. This has been a really good conversation. Uh, When does your class start? The class is going to be every Monday in July. 
And it's a four-week class, so it's each Monday in July, starting July the 6th. So what we were going to do is, aside from the book discussed, we're also going to hear about co-parenting from the dad's perspective. So if you are a dad that is in a co-parenting situation, we have something for you as well. And I'm going to give Lauren a code for her listeners where if you sign up for the class, you can enter for 50% off. All right. So and it's funny that you said that because um, after I talked to you about doing this, um, the Lord was like, you need to talk to Trey. And so I actually had I'm doing a live on Sunday. So this will air on Thursday, July the 2nd. And I've got a live with my friend Trey on July the 5th to hear from the male's perspective. It was actually a dad that reached out to me about adding it from a guy's perspective. I'm mm-hmm. excited about who the guy is because he's like super dad in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to say I don't want to say it yet. I'll tell you on the side. Well, thank you again, Erica. I am so glad that this happened today. Thank you for having me. Congratulations on your podcast. All right, guys, this has been another episode of the Or What Not podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't done so already and follow us on social media by searching Or What Not podcast. Can't wait to see you here next week.